I'm so angry right now. I feel like my whole body is on fire and my feel so stuffy and I can't breathe and I got to run out of this room. Otherwise, I'm going to explode. Oh, no. Why is that? Oh, gosh, I, I'm not sure, but I'm sure it's a culturally bound cis symptom. <laughs> Syndrome. <laughs> Syndrome. <laughs> that I'm suffering from. But um, I hope the rest of you are not as angry as I am at this moment and that you're ready to listen to a great episode at the Happy Project Podcast. Yeah, this girl's got problems, y'all. Yeah. Well, um, you must be wondering what's wrong with me. I'm definitely wondering. <laughs> <laughs> you made I'm going to get in like, trouble. You made this. that sound like it wasn't part of the intro. <laughs> well, this is the podcast. It sounds more like a badly written play, but uh, this is a podcast. My name is Becky, and over there is Cedric Skysetti, who never gets angry ever. So this won't relate to him whatsoever. Nope. He's the nicest person you'll ever meet. You see how she's trolling? No, I'm being really serious. I mean, yeah, I, I, I am nice, but, you know, I, I think I might have some internal issues that I have to work through. And sometimes it manifests <laughs> in certain ways. Oh. And we'll see if it has anything to do with what we're talking about yes. today. Yes. Okay. Maybe by the end of this episode, we'll be able to diagnose you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try this at home. Don't but. try this at home, <laughs> folks. But uh, we would like to come in and say that though we, you know, of course, we always have fun on this podcast. We are not by any means uh, making light of any mental distress or emotional distress. People are suffering if they find um, some of these qualities manifesting in their own lives. Uh, because I think this, um, and for lack of a better word, word illness does manifest in a lot of people um, and it's just not really openly talked about or maybe you're not even aware of what this is and that is because it is a bit uh i don't want to say niche but it is rather specific mm -hmm. right to korean culture and society right you made reference to it when you said cultural bound syndrome <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> or symptom <laughs> whatever you said yeah it came out really badly yeah so uh which simply i guess the easiest way to to view that is it's it's something that is more common in within a certain group of people or within a certain culture in this case uh what we're talking about today is more specific to korean people yeah uh, but it doesn't mean that other ethnic groups or other cultures don't experience don't the same experience, thing. It's just yeah. something that has been sort of labeled, at least here in Korea. Mm -hmm. And it's it's something interesting because I wasn't too aware of it. I've, I, I don't remember my mom ever mentioning this. I don't remember seeing it or hearing it on TV. And if I did, I just didn't know what it is. So I learned a lot just by looking yeah. this up. Yeah. Well, uh, we should let people know what it is. Um, if my intro was any indication, it has something to do with a feeling of angry and hot. Um, and it is called Hwapyeong. If you uh, know Chinese characters or you know some Korean, Hwa would, uh, it, it literally means like uh, fire, right? Or anger. And Pyeong means illness. Like in Korean, we say Pyeongwon, the hospital. So Hwapyeong is, is kind of like a fire, angry illness if we can, you know, kind of translate it this way. And Hwapyeong is a folk medical term in Korea, as in it is, it locally, it arose locally from Korea. And um, 
it is right right what you said a cultural specific syndrome and um i think some people if you are only purely looking at let's say a scientific or biological point of view might be like well there is no actual like biochemical changes of your body organs happening to you there's no actually specific disease that we can you know quantify happening on you physically but uh somebody who's looking at the more psychiatric side might notice oh there are some symptoms but at the same time it can be hard to distinguish uh an actual like uh, mental illness let's say from environmental factors or like a toxic atmosphere environment so huapyang um i think at first look you would think like oh it's just like you're angry you have anger issues this might be a very common Western term to describe it. But Huapyang is really a whole lot more than just a short fuse. Yeah, it's quite complicated and complex. Mm-hmm. I mean, human beings in and of themselves are super complex, right? And so even in uh, any field dealing with uh, the physical body or even the mental or anything psychological, I guess that's mental, <laughs> but uh, anything dealing with that, uh, you know, we've come very far in our research and our understanding of it, but we have probably only scratched the surface, really, of mm-hmm. how deep we can go. And so, Huapyong is something to me that um, you you can't really you can't really define. Like we've we've sort of created a term to try to describe what it is, but we've yet to really understand it. And so, I think Huapyong, along with a lot of other mental illnesses or diseases or syndromes, is just something that we try our best to put into words to describe it. You know what mm. I mean? So I think it's just, this is going to be, I think you're going to hear today uh, as we're talking about this, a lot of back and forth, like varying different, like for example, symptoms of Huapyong that doesn't seem to really relate. And mm. some people might have certain symptoms while others will experience a whole different set of symptoms and there's no same starting point for people who experience this like Mm. it could be birthed out of one situation for one person it could be birthed out of another situation for another yeah so yeah it just shows you that just how complex this is and so you know our aim isn't to try to define it and definitively say this is what it is but we're going to try to explain or give you a general idea and i think if you're korean or grew up with especially like uh, an older generation of Korean, uh, they're going to be probably quite familiar with the term. I would think so And, as well. you know, they maybe have experienced it or are experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is very interesting. I like, uh, or I don't like, I find the term culture-bound syndrome uh, very interesting. If you look up culture-bound syndrome, Hwapyong is actually a main one that is discussed oh. a lot, it seems, in scientific journals. Um, I think because it's just so maybe prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's just the outward expression of it can be very extreme. Right. Right. And um, there's a whole lot of interesting culture-bound syndromes you can check out. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like like abnormal behavior, very specific to a type of culture or or a, or a social group, I suppose. So Hwapyang mm-hmm. is the well-known one in Korea. And uh, you're right. I think a lot of older generation suffer from Hwapyang. Or rather, uh, through some of the studies, they, f- they tend to be typically middle-aged women, uh, post-menopausal, um, who have low social economic status. So 
especially I think in Korean society, maybe not so much today, but um, you have like, if you're an aging woman, let's say, and you didn't get a good education, you don't have a lot of money, you don't have a lot of freedom, you are tied specifically to your family, and let's say you don't have good relations within your family, you and your husband really fight, but you don't have a say because this is a patriarchal society. You have no escape route or your mother-in-law treats you very, very badly. A lot of times, uh, these kinds of women who are in these kind of circumstances will feel hwapyong, will suffer from that. And some of the studies do say that a lot of the stressors to cause hwapyong is um, family conflict. Or spousal infidelity or or yeah some kind of internal family issue that these women are just putting down putting down putting down putting down down, Mm -hmm. and then it kind of like explodes (laughs) for lack of a better term yeah and you know one thing to to notice is that you know korea as a culture is is, you know and this is similar with so many different cultures around the world it's a very patriarchal culture Mm -hmm. and it's more uh, it's it's more catered to men if mm. I could put it like that, mm. um, historically speaking, up until today. So it would make sense that um, a lot of women are sort of victims of something like this because they have to submit. Uh, and I, I'm making a very blanket statement, mm. um, you know, and things are changing, especially with the younger people today. But what I'm saying is in general uh, and historically, they've had to submit and really repress even their own desires and feelings and cater to the man and cater to their children. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, one can see how Hwapyeong could become a real issue in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, before we move forward, um, because I've noticed that we, we sort of talked about what it is, but how about we give a just a solid definition? Oh, okay. Is that okay? Uh, maybe you're going to have to help me out then. What, I, what I will. I, well, <laughs> I wasn't throwing it to you for oh, you to do okay, it. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no worries. <laughs> so here is, I guess, one of the ways we could define hwapyeong. Mm. Okay, it's a Korean uh, somatization disorder, uh, which is where a lot of psychological or mental um syndromes or symptoms can really turn into physical symptoms Mm. Um, and it's also a mental illness that arises when people are unable to confront their anger as a result of conditions as you were describing uh, Becky uh, which they perceive to be unfair and uh, it's usually characterized by a lot of those symptoms that you mentioned like the chest discomfort Mm. a a sense of choking uh, (laughs) and you mentioned the urge to rush out of a room Uh so this is if you could just package it as maybe a one or two sentence definition Mm. that's what we're talking about this is really excellent uh because who remembers our episode on han i'm hearing our listeners saying me 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 (laughs) from all over the world our han episode i'm actually really proud of that one i think we covered it pretty well Mm -hmm. and i was noticing um a lot of similarities here sense of han and then huapyong and if if i could just put my armchair uh psychiatrist suit on i would say that huapyong is um the condition that arises from a sense of han um i wouldn't say han is huapyong mm-hmm. han you know is that injustice and you're oh, you can't fight back and you feel that bitter grudging feeling inside you and I think uh, the more that you push down and push it down and you can't deal with it you can't express it in some way you're repressing this anger 
uh, then it can turn into hwapyang. This is what I think. Right. So they're very related mm. and they're too very specific to like Korea mm-hmm. and Korean culture. Yeah. And so um, you can actually experience both or one or the other. But I think it would make sense when people do say that they've they experience hwapyang and you could look at their lives and their experiences and and you could describe their life as being lived out with this sense of Han mm, mm, that mm. we did talk about. So definitely check out that episode because it was very, um, very eye-opening even for me. But you get to understand Korean people mm-hmm. and Korea as a society very much when you understand Han and also Hwapyeong. Yes. Some other symptoms I just wanted to bring out. Um, because like you mentioned the chest pressure, you mentioned the sensation of heat running, wanting to run out of the room. But some other symptoms of Hwapyeong would include heart palpitations, you, your heart starts beating, uh, you have anorexia or imna- Im- imna- insomnia, <laughs> uh, sorry, or you get headaches, um, you yeah, erupt in anger or mm-hmm. feeling very sad, getting depressed, frequent sighing. Ogulhan uh, kibun. Ogulhadas is that feeling of like, oh, it's just so unfair, right? Bitter. Uh, feelings of guilt and easily agitated. And um, these are symptoms of hwapyang. But it's it's interesting because it's not necessarily like just angry, angry, angry. Sometimes it's, it's this extreme sadness or just feeling guilty, put down, right? So um, I'm wondering if we have people who are listening who are like, oh, I totally understand that feeling or oh I've seen that in my own parents um, because it is again not just even though we say it's real specific to Korean people I would also say it's specific to Korean people throughout the diaspora there's mm-hmm. some studies that are carried out among the Korean American societies as well and noticing that Hwapyeong is also common among uh, Korean immigrants who travel outside of Korea or who have to move to other countries and also suffer Hwapyeong. So it isn't necessarily within the context of being inside the Korean uh, country. But um, this seems to be something that arises specifically, culturally speaking. Right. I mean, if you have Koreans who are living abroad and uh, maybe they're first generations overseas, I mean, it's likely that they would have grown up aware of what Hwapyeong is. And mm. so when they experience it overseas, they have the words or they have at least a definition or uh, a way to describe what they're feeling. And so when they go seek some sort of medical attention or help, mm. they'll say, hey, I'm experiencing Hwapyeong, mm-hmm. you know, in whatever way they describe it. And so um, that's just, that's specific to Korea in a sense of defining it. But I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the symptoms uh, are shared with people who might be depressed or mm-hmm. people who are very resentful and bitter. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they've had a very rough life and, uh, you know, they, they express the same sort of symptoms. It could all, uh, not that I'm diagnosing per se, but it could all be the same thing that everyone is experiencing, mm. you know. And I, I, can, I can recall, you know, uh, for me, having times where I felt, very unjust and just you know very angry inside but having to like keep it in for for a good period of time you know so could that be Hwapyeong? Did, did you have did you blow up later and run out of the room i've had moments where um not not many but i've had like i, I guess maybe one or two where uh that i can recall where i just sort of 
I didn't run out of the room, but I think I just sort of borderline almost had a just a momentary breakdown. Mm. I think Hapyong is less of an incident because I think everybody we sometimes just give into the feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, less of an incident, more of a chronic thing. Yeah, this is a kind of um, uh, I guess the the thing the conclusion that I drew reading from this information. Sure. So I I probably <laughs> didn't experience it. <laughs> I was just angry <laughs> or something. <laughs> just mad yeah just good old natural anger <laughs> yeah but i mean you you made reference to study so um from what i could see even though this has been traditionally within the korean vocabulary for i don't know how long mm-hmm. I, I would imagine for a good since uh, the joseon era that that i found and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll bring that up a little bit later sure so at least a hundred to a couple hundred hundreds of years mm-hmm. um but from what i was able to see there were uh, official studies and research that began to be conducted by the very late 70s, mm. early seven. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, late 60s, early 70s, and these were different types of studies. Mostly, I would say mostly observational. But mm-hmm. uh, for example, in 1975, it was a questionnaire-based study um, where they surveyed uh, Korean people in the rural areas about the concept of mental illness, yeah. um, in which Hwabyung was included. It wasn't about Hwabyung specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shortly thereafter, in 1977, there was a systematic study done on Hwapyong. I don't know who did the study, so sorry, I don't have the reference for that. But um, And then in the 80s, we start to see more of these studies come out. Right. Um, and even uh, people in the U.S. started studying yeah. it. Yeah, there was a study in 1983 by a psychiatrist. Um, and I, I believe he was associated with the UCLA Medical Center. Mm-hmm. Um where his study suggested that Hwapyong might be a culture-bound syndrome because at this point, and maybe even to today, some people might argue that it is. Some people might still say that it's not technically a cultural-bound syndrome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and in that study, after having treated three Korean-American women who self-diagnosed themselves as having Hwapyong, mm. uh, that that was the pretty much the nature of that study mm-hmm. yeah so so i think in the 80s there was just more research being conducted up until today yeah and you know we were i think reading some research from the early 2000s i, I saw some even from uh just a couple of years back yes and in korean research studies you also find very very recently ones right right which uh you know it's <laughs> i wasn't really dabbling into the korean <laughs> research studies but yeah so i would imagine that it's been heavily researched mm. um in different types of research um so how how effective some of these studies were um, or how reliable, not sure, probably varying degrees, but at least there was attention brought to this, I guess, syndrome. Yeah, yeah. fair point. I uh, I read that same article uh, on that study, and I pulled out some of the quotes that the participants had stated about their huapyang, or the symptoms they felt, or why they felt uh, the way that they did. So um, just to read a few of the, the statements that they had made, like someone would say, huapyang um, is when one's, nerves waste away right or when you're 속석이다, which means like your insight is rotted away kind of like like this feeling you're sick at heart um maybe they would develop hopyong because they were troubled by specific family members right my husband's brother died due to my negligence right so they feel this sense of guilt and i couldn't do anything about it we were deprived of our wealth in an unjust way my husband is having an extramarital affair wastes money and becomes violent when he is drunk Um, we're broke after his business failed or my child developed an incurable disease 
Um, or I feel uneasy and tense since I immigrated to the U.S. because the future here is uncertain. And um, another participant, and again, it's interesting that uh, it's primarily middle-aged elderly to elderly women who mm-hmm. are making these statements. It's very, very family-related. Um, this woman, she's 68 years old, and she really <coughs> made a very um, poignant description of how she feels. She said, I feel as though my heart is being scratched by a sharp metal instrument. I feel as though something hard, like a stone the size of a fist, is stuck at the bottom of my throat. Then nothing comes into sight. I temporarily lose my sight, and I'm troubled by an unbearable malaise causing me to toss and turn all night. So, um, of course, it doesn't say specifically in the survey, like, we diagnose this as Hwapyong, but she does. She says, this is my feeling of Hwapyong. This is how I feel. Um, Yeah, and I just, I did see it. Hwapyong, in almost all instances, was, um, it's like uh, these elderly or older women have uh, they feel like they have a responsibility to their family want to keep the peace they want to make everything work out and it doesn't but then they have nobody to talk to mm, or get to the root of the right. problem or be able to resolve this problem and so it just build 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 yeah that's that's exactly what i was thinking because i was thinking what's the difference what sets korea apart from say the west like in the united states mm. what why why so different because a lot of the people deal with the same sorts of things, same mm-hmm. family situations and things like that. And this is just my observation, my opinion, but I think a lot of it goes to how society is yeah. and how uh, you're how you're expected to behave and how you're expected to live in this society because, again, Korea is a very social, um, social sort of culture uh, where... Uh, I guess collectivist, collectivistic type of culture. That's the word I was looking for versus Mm -hmm. in the States, it's more individualistic. So I think that has a big part to play because if you're a part of a family and you're a mom, let's just say decades ago, right? Mm. And it's probably very similar now, but I think even more common decades ago. And you're raising a family by yourself at home while your husband is going out and uh, working drinking you suspect he's cheating who what what do you do about that yeah you know like divorce even though it is a thing in korea it's not as easy to come by not as common there's this stigma that comes on you Mm -hmm. uh if you were to divorce and be a single mom so so what what other options do you have mental health isn't really focused on here in korea even to today and so what do you do you just you have to repress your feelings yeah because you want to save face and you don't want to jeopardize you know, the family harmony. You don't exactly. want to make your social relationships uncomfortable or letting them into all of your troubles. Right. Where So so I feel like in Korea, there's a less of a sense of escape from mm. your situation, your problem. So uh, if, if I could have an opinion or observation, that would be it versus in the West, even though, uh, you know, a lot of people do feel trapped, they're Overall, there seems to be more more options, mm. you know, more focus and attention to mental health and awareness uh, and, you know, different just different ways to exit, to escape the problem. And even Western medicine has developed to where if you feel uh, depressed or you have anxiety, there are medications yeah. for that. You know, whether, you know, whether you subscribe to that or not or agree with it or not, there are helpful options. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is also a big reason why, especially Korean immigrants or Kyopo who are living overseas, when they suffer from Hapyang, why they are even less inclined to go get help. 
from mm. Western doctors because it's such a culturally intricate syndrome that uh, oftentimes Western doctors, and I'm speaking from my own experience, my own family, will just be like, oh, it's just depression. It's depression right. and an inability to control your temper, which then puts a pressure back on you. You are the problem. Oh, you just don't have good control. You know what? You just need to count to 10, hold your breath a little bit, go to another room, mm -hmm. calm down and talk later. The thing is, because it's so culturally nuanced, um, there's people who maybe do eventually go and it is it's hard to go get counseling it's hard to accept something is wrong with my family and to acknowledge that to somebody else um and then going to a western doctor who just tells you like oh it's depression just take this medication right that doesn't still get to the root of the problem right yeah yeah absolutely so i think um yeah i i think that would be probably the reason why you see this sort of concept mm -hmm. uh, described in Korea yeah so um, I was trying to find examples of Hwapyeong in books or movies so that maybe people can kind of visualize it because if you're fortunate enough to have never experienced Hwapyeong or no one in your family does um, I think sometimes you might feel like well it's just you're just mad <laughs> you're just angry yeah. but it, it is something a bit more uh, complex than that and um, so I mentioned earlier the first mentioning of Hwapyeong that I could find was in the autobiography of um, the wife to the heir of the throne. So it was to the prince. Um, and basically she was writing this biography describing her, her uh, husband, who's the prince. And she wrote, He is hardly able to allay his feelings when he is swept by anger. It's so abrupt. He became sad after he was treated by his father unjustly and it led to pent-up anger and explaining that he becomes a different person. He just can't control it. And she's writing it from the point of view of watching what's happening. And it's, again, a relational thing. Um, and there's so many instances in Korean literature and cinema of kings or princes drove, driven crazy or queens, right? Mm -hmm. um, somebody who is within this royal family driven mad because of this sense of pent-up uh, oppressed anger and not able to resolve it. And I think one of the, the best examples that I could find was the movie uh, Sado, or in English, The Throne. I don't know, have you, have you watched this one? I've never heard of it. Okay, so I watched this a couple years back, and it really was like, whoa, jarring. Um, I'm not going to give it away because it really, really is a great movie, Sado. The throne. But basically, it's the story of the king's son and how, and it follows him from a very young boy up to his uh, 27 years old, I believe. Historically, it's a real, based on a true story. Mm -hmm. Up until he's 27 years old. And it is showing how um, he suffers so much Han and uh, inability to connect with his father, the king, who puts these um, pressures and expectations on him when he's a very, you know, artful. Uh, open person who's not like he's not like a ruthless, ruthless political scheming kind of king and he doesn't want to be king and then it just it shows like the unraveling of what happens between their relationship and his mother and then all of this stuff and, and then it, it really explodes in a scene of extreme anger and then the last scene which again I can't I can't give it away <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of represents this Hanpuri and Hanpuri we need to mention as well but um, yes, the throne, Sado, if you kind of want to get a visual idea of, well, this is what Hwapyeong looks like, at least in the literature sense. Literature? 
literal no, it's not literal i'm sorry no i mean the lit based off of literature the, the literature yes thank mm-hmm. you i didn't want people to think like literally um in that sense this is a great film to watch and also has a really great actor in it he's so cute moving on watch so it. the end of the movie is supposed to give you a sense of hanpuri hanpuri and uh i guess for hanpuri that leads more into how do you resolve hwapyeong how do you how do you get rid of hwapyeong mm. um hanpuri for those again who have um some basis of korean we know the word han and then pulda you know pulda which is to like unravel or release hanpuri so releasing han people say is a a way to heal your hwapyeong through hanpuri and um we'll get more into how people actually treat hwapyeong but hanpuri is the sense of unraveling or releasing this sense of han and oftentimes it is through again resolving certain issues that you can resolve by yourself through a family member perfect example middle-aged woman who has um, she suffers so much in her marriage and they're very poor and you know she has so much han and suffering suffering oppression oppression and then her son grows up to become a very successful businessman and then gives her a life that of freedom and wealth mm-hmm. then she kind of unraveled mm-hmm. that han right. she was able to escape it this is an example of hanpuri um so yes the movie there's a little bit a little bit of hanpuri there with a cute actor with a cute actor i mean i won't go into too much <laughs> but um he's cute he's cute yeah he's cute so let's see what what, what do you want to move on to next do you want to Talk about instances of Hwapyeong that maybe you've seen in your own life? Yeah, I mean, before we exit out of examples in literature, not that this is a specific example, but I think a lot of people who watch Korean dramas, mm. especially if you're not Korean, um, y- you'll notice that in a lot of dramas, it's very, you know, it's exaggerated. And uh, like a lot of times there are people who just kind of blow their top. or They're just angry people. And one of the... No, those are the actors. It's, they get really angry people to act in these dramas. They're really angry. Right. Which in is, real life, yeah. That's authentic right it's there. It's real. Yeah, but <laughs> one thing that you would notice, and it's sort of like a live meme, if, if I can call it that, is uh, in a lot of dramas, I don't know if they still do this, but like people are always like fainting. You know what I mean? Like like they're in, a stru- they're in a stressful situation. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh. And they just faint. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? The moment you did that, I just visualized every single rich harmony I have seen exactly. in every drama. Exactly. And yeah. I don't know if that still happens, but <laughs> that was definitely in the 90s and 2000s. Mm. Like, everyone was just fainting everywhere. <laughs> and <laughs> That's the real actors, too. I would, <laughs> I would imagine that, uh, you know, in the fictitious world, a lot of that could be like Hwapyeong or a symptom. Ah, okay. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Like that tap tap punk feeling. I can't yeah. breathe. Oh. Yeah, because it's always in response to a stressful situation. Good one. Yeah, but uh, I, you know, I, I think that's the only thing that I've noticed. Mm. Maybe. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, we can move on to. Uh, oh, I have another thing. Sure. I was trying to see if there are any other symptoms or syndromes similar to hapyong that maybe some people can get a sense of. Ah, oh, I get it. This how extreme this is. We know the word amok, running amok. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's just running amok. We use that now. It's a very watered down term of the original meaning, but um, amok was also is also a culturally bound syndrome. I think it was first uh, seen or expressed among the Malay people. It's typically a man 
who has a period of brooding, intense brooding, and then he goes on a violent killing spree. It's like he pen, 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 you know, oppress, oppress, push, 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 and then it just blows out in this crazy, insane, violent anger. Um, so when I was thinking like, oh, wow, okay, another example of this push, 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 push down, and then in the cultural context, you can't escape it, and then it just goes out somehow. I felt like they had some similarities. Yeah. Um, in movies and in literature, you might see people who suffer from Hapyong going out on these violent killing sprees, but um, I personally have not seen that <laughs> here in Korea. Mm -hmm. God forbid. But um, yeah, Hapyong can be very, very intense, I yeah. think, sometimes, and can be taken out on people too. Sure. Yeah, I mean, so moving on to instances maybe in my life mm. or what I've experienced or I've seen, um, I, I, you know, I was trying to think about situations that sort of resulted in me having Hapyong or um, just like a period of time where I felt like I experienced that. And I, I can't say I have. Mm. I relate more to the Han, yeah, the same. sense of Han. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to think in my mom or her family if they've experienced it. What would have been interesting is, you know, my, my harmony, my grandma, my mom's mom, uh, passed back in 2006. But had I known about this concept then... You would have asked. I, yeah, because, like, my grandma lived, uh, you know, she lived... She was born in the 1920s in Korea. Uh, she lived through the Korean War, of course, in Seoul. And she went from dirt poor to, from my understanding, they... they after the war, they sort of built themselves up and... My grandma was in real estate, apparently. That's wow. what my mom told me. <laughs> I don't know what she was doing in real estate <laughs> yeah, in Korea, right. like hustling. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know if she's an investor or whatnot. I got to ask my mom. But um, up until that point, I wonder if my grandma experienced any of that, my harmony. Mm -mm -mm. Um, I feel like a lot of the older generation Sure. Has I mean, living through, I mean, not only the war, but the separation of the Koreans, you yeah. know, during that time. So, I mean, man, that's so, that had to have been just a defining moment for a lot of Koreans who really experienced Hwapyeong because mm -hmm, of that. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if my harmony experienced that too. Yeah. I will tell you what, honestly, my harmony definitely uh, suffered from Hwapyeong. Mm. At this point now, I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, but growing up, I, I remember any instant ever, if we were talking with her or over the phone or anything, it always ended up with just shouting shouting and angry and mm. and then we couldn't resolve it and it would just wait a little bit then we try again later um and it would sometimes it, for me it would oftentimes look very unreasonable it's like okay right. <laughs> it wasn't a big deal i'm so sorry but i remember my mom telling me that like oh you know harmony she's just she has a lot of anger inside her is what she would say and uh yeah because it makes perfect sense when i look back at my harmony's history because she was in a very loveless difficult marriage for years she married extremely young to a man who was much older than her, my grandfather who i never met um and they suffered a lot and then so i think my harmony really had to push it push it push it down to keep the family surviving in very impoverished circumstances and she did you know she's a very strong woman but inevitably i think it led her with a sense of unfairness and it and she really would get angry a lot i remember growing up it's changed it's changed now mm -hmm. uh since i visit her she's become a much softer woman but um i would say very clearly yes my harmony suffered from hwapyeong another thing that goes together with hwapyeong is ul hwapyeong have you heard of ul hwapyeong 
I don't think so. Well, we can guess because u h a t a Cry? No. Crying? Oh. No, u h a t a is depressed. Mm-hmm. So u h a p y o n g This is u depression, ha anger, p y o n g illness. Mm-hmm. So people who suffer from u h a p y o n g is like you have h a p y o n g is anger something, but also you're depressed. Um, and this is something that I saw in my own mom a lot growing up as well. And so I, I think this is why a lot of kids, maybe our age or our generation, who grew up seeing this in their parents, uh, feel a sense of obligation. I have to succeed. I got to make a lot of money so I can take care of my mom or dad. Um, I got to, you know, be a doctor. I got to put my own things aside so that I can make things right in my family because I, I feel this burden, the sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Because in a way, that is leading to hanpuri. This is leading yeah, to a yeah. release of this uh, depression, angry, whatever that is happening within the family unit that you can't fix or resolve through other things. Yeah. 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 But I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not going that route either. So I'll have to resolve it <laughs> through a different form of hanpuri. Yeah. Shout out to my sister who is a doctor. Oh, wow. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if my mom had hapyong, but I know she's happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going um, ma- to make that money too. Yeah. But it's, not because, it's not because of hapyong right. that you want to hanpuri. You, you, <laughs> right. just, you just want to do that because you're a happy person. That's true. <laughs> See, so, so you're the happiest person ever. Sure, sure. Yeah. But um, I would not be surprised if many people have seen Hwapyeong in their own families. Um, and the thing is, again, we, it's not like we openly talk about it. It's not like we're like, oh, we had trouble at home, blah, 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 even with your talking with your friends. Because you want to protect the family unit. You want to f- protect your face. And you don't want to be the one who caused uh, disharmony within your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, following all of this, uh, Hwapyeong, personally, I believe it's a very legitimate thing. Even though you m- maybe not be able to physically measure, you know, changes in your body, it certainly affects people in very obvious, distinct ways. And now that the Korean population is growing overseas, or we have, you know, very distinct groups of Korean communities around the world, I think it's really important that we talk about mental health. And we do talk about these sociocultural factors that might lead to these kind of troubles like Hwapyeong. Yeah, totally agree. I think it's legit. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's just a package, uh, but the contents inside is, is legitimate with how people feel, uh, their experiences. Uh, so even though it, it does seem like it's sometimes all over the place on w- what exactly is it? It's hard to put your finger on it. Mm. The symptoms are real and the syndrome is real, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, I think it's just... you know now a matter of just trying to put it into words and understanding it and just finding out how to help people yes yeah you know it came to mind right now what? um the end of harry potter in the seventh book when harry oh by the way uh spoil alert when harry potter <laughs> goes to king's cross station and dumbledore is there You have no idea what I'm talking about. Nope. Anyway, he goes there and he talks to Dumbledore and Dumbledore is explaining like, this is the whole thing. And, blah, 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 blah. and then right before Harry returns back to life, he says, is this, is this real or is this all in my head? And Dumbledore says, my dear boy, even if it is all in your head, why on earth wouldn't it be real? Ooh. Write that down. That's a Dumbledore quote for you. I mean, that's deep. That's deep because it's, <laughs> I guess, I guess the moral of the story is for... The individual is real, no matter how you slice true. it. 
That yeah. is true. It's in your head. It's physically manifesting. It's still something. Mm. Look at you relating to Dumbledore. I never thought I'd see this day. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, sure. <laughs> we'll take it. Um, okay, so how then do you heal from Hwapyeong? What can you do to uh, help yourself if you're having these physical or psychological symptoms? Uh, well, some people who are specifically suffering from psychological distress, oftentimes, especially if you're in Korea, you would seek help from Haniwan, right? Or sometimes even shamans, um, herbal medicine, right? These more traditionally Korean medical, I guess, ways of treatment, right? Um, in the States, it seems that a lot of Korean Americans would just try to talk about with this their family or their close friends rather than seeking professional help. Um, but overall, people who are writing about how do you um, get treatment from Hwapyeong did say talking to a mental health professional can really help. Either it can just be, you know, trying to get out this stress, trying to get down to the root of your anger, or if you need to get some kind of medication to treat also depression simultaneously. Um, people have said that this also does help. Another thing was, like I said, hanpuri, hanpuri. Again, it's always coming down to what is the root of my anger? What is causing my anger? Um, is there any way I can resolve this, right? And sometimes it might feel outside of your hands. But they said psychotherapy combined with drug treatment, combined with family therapy, combined with community approaches, traditional and religious healing methods. Uh, the thing is, Hwapyeong is so cultural and it's not a one instant it's not like a broken leg oh i broke my leg wear a cast and get some rest and i'm, I'm never you know treated a broken leg so i can't tell you everything you do but it's not like that it's it's suffering uh, coming from all angles and all sides and so having to find methods to treat it from all angles and all sides i don't think is an easy task agreed Agreed. So I think um, some of the important things that um, that I sort of was just reading about when it comes to how to how to treat is, again, just making sure that you understand whether you're on, you know, in Korea getting it treated or you're in the West, uh, just making sure that the cultural context is is well understood because that'll help with the treatment. Because, again, like in your situation where you mentioned a loved one or someone in your family, went to western medicine they just sort of like wrote yeah. them off and you know so they obviously didn't understand the cultural context nor ventured to i would venture to say even cared you know so i think uh just having in someone who would understand or seek to understand that uh is definitely helpful and of course individual or even family therapy mm. is, mm -hmm. is another good thing because a lot of times Hwapyeong comes from situations within the family so if the family is open to it uh, i think that should be a good good route to take yeah i would imagine that it would help you know uh i would i would like to pull out a, a quick study that i found where they're specifically talking about how to treat Hwapyeong. and they were saying that many of the people who are part of their study were saying that the prognosis of Hwapyeong is very poor it's very hard to pin it down for one and also they would turn it back on themselves say oh it is my failure to control my mind or once my heart is affected by Hwapyeong it is almost impossible to cure. And they just accept it as like, well, it's just the woman's lot. This is just something I have to endure. And uh, it's a very, like it just becomes internalized when in reality it is it is a lot of different factors. So if you feel like I have Hwapyeong or someone in my family has Hwapyeong, 
the um the truth is that i do think that there can be treatment for that so the same case study uh, was conducting treatments on Korean American patients with Hwapyong, and they reported that they recovered completely with an antidepressant combined with supportive psychotherapy and, here's a key one, environmental change. Because again, it's it's cultural. Just I don't think it's just yeah. individually by yourself to having outside effects. And then I looked up uh, a Korean site. This is from the Samsung Seoul Pyongwan, the Samsung Seoul Hospital. <laughs> it's very, very cute. And I can see that they wrote this article for elderly people. So they made it very easy to understand. But this is what they suggest. Do work that makes you feel happy. Lightly exercise. Um, have your own hobbies. Meet often with people who are good. Enjoy good conversation. Share your feelings. Um, express yourself clearly. Don't drink alcohol. Don't rely on cigarettes. And if you must, treat your depression medically. So, um, yeah, again, it's a very, it's not just one thing that you can just treat, but it can be treated. This is my conclusion. Amen. There's <laughs> <laughs> mm, nothing I can add to that. Yeah. It's a good way to end. Yeah, well, that's Hwapyong, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and uh, oh, this is just something funny that I found on another Korean website. You know, it's called <laughs> Korean Folk Syndrome. Korean Folk Syndrome. Uh, here they wrote the English translation next to the Korean one. So in the Korean it said, 한국 민속 증후군, right? Which is Korean Folk Syndrome. <laughs> and then the side part, they put a Korean Fork Syndrome. <laughs> and I <laughs> stared at it for a good minute and a half. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what am I reading right now? Am I on the right page? Then I realized it. <laughs> folk syndrome. So if you have Korean folk syndrome, Korean fork syndrome, whichever one, it can be treated. Okay, that's all I have today. And uh, I guess we're just gonna sign off here. Go have some nice conversation, get some fresh air, light exercise, and do some things that we like to do so that we can continue living a happy, fulfilled life. And we hope that you do the same. So thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time we are the happy project